Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hi, everyone. That, that I, like, happy, when I just said that, it was almost non-existent. Listen, because I, I could not even say happy back because, okay, okay, it is happy because <laughs> this episode is going to be, honestly, I think this episode is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But As I just, we need to start off with the fact that, like, We've been through a lot today, Taylor. <sighs> Guys, unhappy Wednesday. Okay, but before we get into the bad, I do have to at least first say happy October. Yes. It's officially yes. Halloween season. Okay, this month is going to be so busy in mm-hmm. like the best way. Mm-hmm. And also, it's my birthday month. So. Shout out, shout out. So that's the good. But now onto the bad was that... This podcast almost did not get to you guys. And I'll tell you that for a fact. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, let's just hope we can make it through it. See, and we're trying. Okay. I just said like this month is going to be really busy for me in general. Um, and I don't know, Taylor, if it's going to be as busy for you. It sure is. But, but we're just like, I'm trying to make sure we get episodes in October because I feel like October is definitely the, the most popping month for this cool, yeah. this kind of podcast so we have to have episodes every week in october 100 percent, we do so just just letting you guys know like we're trying pretty hard um today so i'm I'm gonna start off with our misfortunes if if you don't mind you go right on ahead so okay you know my day it started off just kind of normal it you know had its ups and downs got home and had dinner my power went out Mm-mm. Is it storming or anything? No, absolutely beautiful. not. It's actually the most beautiful weather I've ever seen. It really is. So I was really confused. Like, okay, why is my power out? Go outside to check. A tree. A tree has fallen on one of the power lines. I witnessed the tree. It was no small tree. Let me say that. Yeah. Yep. Big boy. So, um, so that happened. And I called my parents. I was like, okay, let me go over to your house and record because... I don't have any power. Yeah. One thing we need, <laughs> power to record a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm driving over there. As I'm on my way over there, Taylor texts me. And you want to go take it from here? Yeah. Basically, as we are recording this, um, my personal tomorrow, I am traveling to go see Hosier in concert, which I'm very excited about with one of my best friends. And that said, best friend does not have a car. So I am the one who has no choice but to drive, right? Because Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a car. So I had to drive multiple hours away to go to this concert tomorrow, okay? So I get off work, and mm, all of a sudden my car, she's acting a little funny. I said, hmm, this is not the good time to be acting funny. Long story short, I have no concept of how cars work. Zero. Me either. Thank goodness I'm living with my dad again who knows everything about cars somehow. And so he was like, we need to go to the Advance Auto Shop. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored, but I wish it was. Um, and get this. I have never heard of this. Okay. It's called Cata, uh, Cata Cleaner. Okay. Okay. And it's literally, tell me if you've ever heard of this. It is. A fl- so you're supposed to have like a little bit of gas in your car, which me personally, that's always for me. Um and you have you go get this little cata cleaner whatever and you put it in your almost empty gas tank like this liquid 
And then you have to drive around like 20 to 30 miles so that it like runs through and cleans whatever is in your car, I guess. And so that's what I had to do. (laughs) And now I just have to hope and pray that that's fixed it. I've never heard of that. Interesting. Right. Me neither. And I was like, how have I, what is even a car? You don't know if it actually worked though. I mean, she drove fine on the 30 miles that we drove after. Okay, well, I I say that that maybe fix it. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and the lights off now, so like I think it's a good sign. Mhm, mhm. We're just gonna hope and pray that we make it there, cause I have yeah. to go see Andrew. Hosea, yeah, it's know? like honestly, if you make it back, you know, whatever. Don't but care. If you... As long as I make it there, that's all. That exactly, matters. exactly. Yep. As long as you make it there. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so then you know that was a delay, just. Everything's a delay. And then I also went, I had like had a week, like we record early to try to stay ahead of these things. So like these random crazy events don't happen, you know? Yes. yes. But then, you know, I've just been gone. Savannah's been gone. It's just been a mess. So, but you know, somehow here we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. yeah. And also, I, I do also want to mention the fact that like I was... Okay, so I'm at my parents' house waiting for Taylor to, you know, I'm waiting for you to, like, finish your car nonsense. Mm-hmm. Not nonsense, but, you know. No, absolutely nonsense. <laughs> waiting for you to finish your car stuff. And then Garrett texts me and says, the power's back on at my house. Ayo. And, yes, that is great. But also, you texted me at the same exact time <laughs> saying, I'm ready to go. So, I'm like, okay, I'm left with this choice. Do I go home and, you know, waste even more time driving there and, like, setting up? <laughs> or do I just stay here? And, you know, I chose to just stay here. So <laughs> so I'm kind of here for no reason, but mm-hmm. it's fine. You and know? can we just say that you are back in the olden days when we first started the podcast. Are you back in your OG original closet? Actually, actually, there is, um, I'm in, they have, like, um, a guest room. I'm in their guest room mm-hmm. on, there's a little table outside <gasps> of the closet now. Wow. So. so even they've set up the game. We love that for them. Yeah. 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 Really and that. I'm hoping, like, I think it's actually a little bit quieter in here than it would be at my house. So I'm, like, hoping that that is true. <laughs> well, sounds good to me. You know? Yeah. yeah indeed. I think so. Okay. So all, uh, you know, aside from all of that absolute nonsense, we are here today to tell you some creepy stories. And before we get into the stories that we have prepared for you, I must update you guys because I did, in fact, go to Pugin's Porch once again. Oh, yeah. Weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. And I said last week that I was really hoping that I was going to get to eat actually on Pugin's actual porch because I was inside last time. And I did eat on his porch. <gasps> oh. Unfortunately, I did not feel him on the porch, which I was really sad about. But oh, dang. Yeah, and nothing scary happened, but I did get some really cool pictures, and I posted them on our Instagram story, so I'll add those to, like, the whatever little story things if you want to see what mm-hmm. all the little people actually look like and Pugin from the story from last week. And if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go listen to it. Yeah, I love that. Yes. But. Um, I do actually want to mention another thing, because you just reminded me. So, this is not, you know... I almost didn't mention it, but I'm like, you know, might as well. So, I don't know if you know about the HGTV, like, home sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. No, do I do. You, 
You do? So I do. they do it every year. Yeah. Last year like... it was in Wilmington. That's why I know about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've known about it for the past few years. I've been trying to, you know, win this. Yeah, me too. Which is like, it's, it's kind of crazy because it's like, if you win this house, like, okay, so they have like a house that's like fully furnished, um, HGTV, like it looks really nice. They give you a car too. Um, but it's like, super expensive house and all the stuff so the taxes on it and stuff would probably be too much for me to even pay but anyway Mm -hmm. besides the point i still want to win the house obviously obviously um that started today actually Mm, yeah so october 2nd so yeah uh, um you can enter uh every day until i think the end of the year or something but anyways besides the point i just wanted to mention it because they have um the houses in kentucky oh it's in louisville mm-hmm. and they have the haint blue porch no way on the actual house yeah yeah so all of that that whole explanation just for me to tell you guys wow. yeah they have the blue ceiling on the porch okay is kentucky <laughs> i guess it is considered the south because it's- yeah it's the south wow that's so crazy i love that so, I yeah. was really wondering where you were going with that. I was like, are, yeah. if you're just telling no, the people like, like a good PSA to win a house, <laughs> like we're really lessening our chance to win the house. Savannah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's a PSA, but it's also just like, I, I feel like I had to mention that. Oh, you did. You really did. Um, yeah. The, the blue porch is out in the wild. I so love that. It's real. Oh, it's real. It's also on Pugin's porch. Yes. And when I went in Charleston, I was, my eyes were peeled this time. And buddy, all those porches are hate blue. Every single one really? of them. Oh yes, they are. I, I kind of love that. Like now, Thank every you. time I see it, I'm going to be like, wow. When the, I get a house, charm. I'm going to paint it. Paint blue. Not the whole I house. Know. Like, but honestly, I kind of want to paint mine. But... I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we can now we can move forward if you're ready. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So this week, um, now that we're done our... 10 20 minute long um, rant <laughs> intro <laughs> um this week i have the story of the golem oh uh i i believe i'm pronouncing it correctly it's you know it's not the golem from like lord <laughs> of the rings my precious <laughs> yeah not the same thing um and also it's not golem the pokemon because there is a pokemon <gasps> is named there? golem no way <laughs> yeah yeah, when I searched it, um, that came up. So Love that. Just had to mention. Um, but yeah, a golem is like a, it's a Jewish creature, of sorts. Oh. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move forward, and I'll, I have a little explanation here. So according to the, um, Judicious Museum in Berlin, which. I, I believe it just means, you know, the Jewish Museum. Yeah. Berlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so according to them, a golem is a creature formed of a lifeless substance such as dust or earth that is brought to life um by ritual incantations and sequences of Hebrew letters. Um, um well yeah, so the, the golem, it's brought into being by a human creator and becomes like a helper, a companion, or a rescuer of an imperiled Jewish community. So that's their their uh, definition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you have you heard of the golem before? Yeah, no, I definitely have. And now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I saw it on like a show, maybe. Because yeah. I just some for some reason I recall some person being a golem and then it was they like turned to stone or rock or something. Yeah. Hmm. After. Like I don't know what show. Don't I don't know. But. So I think there's a golem on there's an episode of uh The Simpsons. Oh, you know I've never seen The Simpsons. Oh really? Never in my life. Well, I haven't even really seen this episode, but I saw that it was on there. And it's also in um you probably haven't seen this either. Supernatural. I already knew you were gonna say supernatural because <laughs> it's in supernatural. Of course it is, but no, I haven't seen supernatural either. I'm gonna Google it while you tell your story because I need to know what I know it from. Okay. See, and also I was afraid that like you had done this story before because it did sound familiar to me too. Yeah. But I think I just knew about it before. Yeah. You know, if somebody else out there is like, no, you guys definitely covered this before. Well, no, we didn't. So. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. 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 Oh. It's, I know this because it's in Legacies. Legacies? Like the Vampire Diaries spinoff. Oh. Okay. Because they Never like, seen that. Well, basically, they're just like powered like half human beings who like fight evil creatures and legends and stuff so that makes sense where that came from oh cool okay i need to add that to my list oh Maybe. yeah it's really good okay. plus vampires so like obviously yeah of course so um these beings they're made of clay or mud by humans to help help them or protect them basically is the the little summary um and there's also, there's, like, parallels in Frankenstein to golems. What? Uh, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. So, because it's, like, life created by humans and not oh, God. That makes sense. Yeah, that's, like, the biggest um, idea around them is that it's, like, life that humans create, not God. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. Um... Yeah, so in some versions of the golem stories, the golem sort of becomes uncontrollable and just, like, goes and does its own thing because, you know, it's a living thing. Mm -hmm. um, but in a lot of stories with the golem, it, like, does whatever its master tells it to do. Oh, Like, whatever its, like, creator tells it to do. Why do I kind of want to make one? I mean, I'm just like do my laundry. It, well, yeah, maybe. That's mean though. I would not. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and also a big idea with some of these stories is like the human desire to create, and that's like really cute, you know. Yeah, cute. Um, until you're making like a servant for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a servant. Like in some of the stories, it's kind of more like a servant, but then a lot of them, it's like a protector. So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because they're not, they're they're brought to life by humans and not God, uh, in most stories, they can't speak. What? They're like, yeah, they're limited in their abilities, and they just, they're mute. So. Well, I guess if you think about it, if they are being made from clay and mud, it does kind yeah. of make sense. Yeah, it's like how they have, like, I don't know. Like, they don't have a brain. They're clay. Yeah, a, a brain or like I don't know lungs. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, a, a yeah, anything really. Uh, your windpipe. Box. I don't know what. What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Lots. 
diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the best known version of the Golem legend um, is this story that takes place in Prague. Uh, it revolves around this guy, the Rabbi Low. So let, let's go through the story. So in uh, Prague, and I believe it's around like the 1600s, um, there were some anti-Semitic attacks mm-hmm. in this area. Um, Christians were accusing Jews wrongly, like accusing them. And this is just not what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. They were accusing them of um, murdering Christian children to take their blood. Bro, come on. Yeah. Um, and this is actually called blood libel. Oh. Um, like when you take a child for the blood? I guess so. Ew. Yeah. Uh, so, they yeah, they were basically saying, like, you're taking Christian blood, Christian children blood to, like, use in rituals and to make matzah <laughs> okay, okay interesting uh and it's like they were just making this up obviously because it did not happen yeah but um it kind of got out of hand <laughs> uh because some people some christians they were sneaking jewish sneaking into jewish community um like the the community that they were blaming this on mm-hmm. and leaving bodies Okay, so they were actually killing people? I guess. Or they were or just, just like already finding bodies. dead and they were just leaving them there. That going, is so... See, look. Yeah. That's so messed up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty messed up. So these people, they just were like trying so hard to make them look bad and like have everybody hate them and, you know. Wow. Of course, you know, we've seen this happen a bunch of times in yeah, history. Still today. Yeah, unfortunately. So, um, anyways, the Rabbi Lowe, he comes into the picture because he's the rabbi of this uh, community and he prays for a vision. So he prays uh, for a vision to tell him how to stop the false accusations and to protect his community, right? Mm -hmm. So he was told um, by heaven that he needs to make a human image out of clay so he's like they're like yeah go go make a golem (laughs) and he's like yeah sure no big deal let me go make a human out of clay no literally so he (laughs) so he took his son-in-law and his favorite student um down to the river (laughs) and they all together they formed um the shape of a man from clay Mm, if i made one it would be so ugly (laughs) <laughs> I'm not good at modeling clay. See, I wonder if they like were modeling it and then suddenly it like it, magically takes shape. Yeah, like they had just like the general shape and then it would like form into its like more detailed. I hope so because unless they're like Michelangelo skill level, like these golems are probably really hideous. Right, I know. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not sure which way it went but i i'm pretty sure it ended up looking like pretty realistic so so one one way or the other they made it look good um and after they made uh their clay man 
uh, they each walked around the figure seven times and they were reciting like sort of a formula, like s- reciting a spell or something, right? Oh, mm-hmm. um, and this brought the golem to life. Oh, do you have what it is? Like what it, what they said? Um, no. Oh, okay, well, we got to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, I'll talk about it later. There is like sort of semi-directions on how to do it, but. Amazing. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, so the golem that they brought to life looked like a man that was around 30 years old. So it did end up looking like a person. So I think, I think it, there is a little bit of magic to make it like. They didn't get it perfect, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's got to be magic if you're making a human from clay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, they knew. They're like, okay, obviously he's going to be naked, so we they brought clothes for him. Wow, how nice. <laughs> and they put clothes on him, and they named him Joseph. Oh. So. Okay. There you go. Uh, and through the use of a talisman, uh, they the golem could appear invisible and yeah so even more magic like he this guy he just like was formed from clay and he clay man's a magician yeah he can even be invisible so so anyways he was sent out to like sort of guard the community and make sure um nobody came through and like did anything you know, because, like, people were, like, leaving those bodies and stuff. They're, like, we need to catch him in the act, right? Mm-hmm. So he was sent out to stop anyone carrying a large parcel. And um, so he did actually stop someone. Somebody was found intending to deposit the body of a dead child. Oh, my God. Of course. Like I said before, um, in the Jewish streets. And the golem, he... Uh, tied up the offender and the evidence and carried both to the authorities. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after this happened, I don't know if it happened like a few times or just once or I don't know. Um, this, you know, their accusations, they were declared to be not true and the persecutions were you know, Stop. they were stopped. Okay, yeah. good. Because so. <laughs> I was also going to say, like, okay, like, even if, in just as an example, if they were killing kids for their blood, why would they leave their bodies in the street? Well, I guess in the Christian's eyes, they're like, well, they don't care oh, okay. at all. They're like, yeah. well, it's they're just making it so obvious. They're That's true. In the street. That's true, but that's a really dumb way of thinking. I, I mean, know. Yeah. I don't know, but that's just the first thing that popped into my head. Like, why would they? But that does <laughs> yeah. make sense. I mean, that, yeah. Good question, but also, mm-hmm. yeah. They're, like, they're trying to paint them as, like, as yeah, like, soulless as possible, the, right? the most yeah. evil. Yeah. So yeah, Like, we just put our dead children in the streets. Yeah, like, and yeah. but in reality, it's, like, they were the ones doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. So. They're <laughs> the evil ones putting the mm-hmm. dead children in the street. Literally, what? Right. But anyways, um, so once they sort of got past this, they're like, okay, this isn't true. Um, the rabbi, Rabbi Lowe, he removed the breath of life from the golem. So he just 
what? put him back to just clay. Um, and he did this by walking around the figure seven times again and repeating the same words that he said before um, in reverse order. Mm. And I've also seen the other variations saying that like they didn't um, like the walking around and saying a phrase is not the way that they made him like come to life. And actually um, all you needed to do to make them come to life is put a little note under the golem's tongue. Ew. So, <laughs> so like, um, I don't know if you could, I mean, it's made of clay, so maybe you could just like carve into it under there Ew. or like put something under there. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. But you put the word, um, it's like the Hebrew word for truth. Um, put it under the golem's tongue or or on its forehead. Oh. Yeah, and oh, I think I heard heard Luxie. She Shout out to Luxie. Yeah, one of our out. many assistants of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So you put that word on under the tongue or on the forehead, and it's um. It's I I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's like emet or something. It's E M E T. If you use like English letters, yeah. But you know, it would probably be in like Hebrew. True, like, but I feel like letters, you're saying it kind of right. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, that's the word. And uh, to animate it, like make it come to life, you put that full word. And to make it go back to clay and, like, um, not be alive anymore, you actually just have to erase the first letter. Because when you erase the first letter, it makes the word for death. Oh. So, isn't that interesting? It's Ooh, like that's it. Chills on my spine. Right. Like, it's, like, so simple. Like. I love that, though. That's yeah. cool. So. So, yeah. Um. That is a, um, I, I kind of like that version better than, like, them having to say the, the chanting and everything. Me too. It um, feels, I mean, it doesn't feel evil any way, but it feels just, like, nicer and more natural to just erase the one letter. Yeah, and, like, more simple, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And calm and just chill. Um, so, although, like, this, so this story is, like, one of the most popular ones, right? It might not be totally like true per se (laughs) are you bamboozling me again so okay i don't know if i really believe that a golem you know can come to life like i don't know i mean yeah you make something come to life right if we're gonna be real yeah but the um the rabbi rabbi low he actually was a real person right Mm -hmm. and he um has like stuff that he's written and you know stories of his actual life and he has not written about a golem and he is actually said to not really believe in magic interesting <laughs> that's what i would say too if i could do magic i mean tr- i guess true um he was highly respected so his name was probably picked for this story just because yeah you like, know. everybody knew him and stuff yeah everybody liked him um, that makes sense. It was. It could have been like 
um, I mean, maybe the story was made, like, way after he died, too, but he, they just picked him because they're like, oh, like, he's, like, a great figure in history, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just, like, a little side note, I guess. Uh, and like I said, I said before, there is, like, a little sort of, like, a recipe for how to make a golem, um, in the book of creation, um, which I should have maybe looked into more, but I believe it has some, it's, like, part of the Bible, the Um, Old Testament. So, if we're talking about, like, Judaism, I believe that would be in the Torah, Okay, okay. Um, I do not know much about Judaism, but I do believe that they use the Torah. So I, I, I don't think it's but in the Bible. But they use the Old Testament, don't they? Mm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I get all I was... of my information on that subject strictly from Miriam on TikTok. So <laughs> that's you know, true. That's true. Honestly, we I haven't do. <laughs> done enough research to really answer your question on that one. I know. I really should have looked this up more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I I'm don't sorry. know if the like the creation story in the Bible is a story in a in the chapter of Genesis, so I don't think it's in the Bible. Hmm. Okay. Um. But whatever. Regardless, this story somewhere in a well, maybe this text. is just a separate book because it says True. the book of creation, True. or the book of formation. The same. It could be either one. But anyways, this this book, <laughs> um, it has instructions on how to form. Um, like a golem or like, you know, how to do this, this, um, spells and stuff like what the chant was and everything. Um, and like certain symbols you need to put on him and everything. Uh, I did not, you know, I don't have it all listed out, but if you want to look further into that and just look up the book of creation, um, I did also want to mention that there are um, some similar stories in, um, like, history, I guess. Uh, one that I want to mention is the the Mayans actually had um, sort of a similar, uh, I guess I can call it a creature. Um, so the Mayans, their gods um, created wooden men um, with no soul. And they actually uh, wreaked havoc (laughs) on Earth and, like, went crazy and everything. And this was before humans were created. Oh. And so these beings, they were just, like, wooden beings with no soul. So they they were destroyed and then humans were created after that with souls. So they ended up being much better. Definitely. So that's sort of, like, I guess a similar type of thing, like, a being that's, like, alive, but not with, like, a soul, per se. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just, like, cool that, like, it's cool when, like, different cultures have, like, a similar idea about something, and it's like, oh, we're all humans, like, thinking about the same things, you know? Yeah, no, I love that, because it feels real, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the more uh, cultures you see talk about some of this stuff, it's like, oh, is it actually real? Like, exactly. Like, it kind of has to be. If, like, yeah. if everybody believes it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few other little things about golems. Um, originally, 
creating a golem was a way for like medieval Jewish mystics to come closer to God. So they, um, you had to be like really spiritual in order to create one. Um, I think that goes for like the whole time that they, um, you know, during, during the, the story that I was telling before too, like in the 1600s and everything, uh, you really had to be close to God and like really, uh, what's the word? Like pious or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, in order to make one, like you couldn't just be like somebody who wasn't religious at all and create one. Yeah. I mean, that makes so. sense. You need some kind of a power. Yeah. Or yeah, else we'd yeah. all so have guess, golems, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I, th I, that, I mean, that still goes today, I guess, you know? Um, sure. and also it is said that they, um, they don't have the same intelligence as a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're, they're kind of dumb. They're made of mud, so, you know. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, and they also don't really have a conscience or a soul, like I said before. Hmm, that could go either way, really. Yeah. Um, and last sort of thing, um, robots are sort of like today's day and age golems Dude. in a way. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's how we feel about AI, like artificial yes. intelligence. Yeah, like I have AI right here. Because it's like it's created life. Yeah. And like I we're mean, scared that it's going to get a mind of its own. And which some yeah. bombs do. And yeah. AIs. It's kind of crazy because it's like, I don't know. It, I mean, it definitely has some of the char same characteristics. And it's like an interesting idea. I don't know. Some of the things I've seen with golems, uh, they say like, oh, they have um, uh, like a body but no like brain or anything but it's like ai doesn't even necessarily have body mm -mm. but like yeah, i guess like, it still counts i i would say that ai has a brain and no body sometimes. yeah and golems are like body no brain yeah so like oh it's mm, weird that is weird i was thinking about that when you were telling the story too i was like this is giving ai yeah and it's like is ai like i mean i don't I wouldn't say it has a soul, you or know? So it's you? like, is it the same type of thing? I don't know. True. Weird. But the golems don't have souls either, though. That's what I mean. So it's like, are they golems? Oh, yeah. Or it's are like they the more modern like day people? golem is AI. Yeah. That's crazy. So I don't know. So mm. that's, that's my story. That was crazy. I... I just want to know if it's true. And also, I don't think I had any idea about how much, like, Judaism had to do with, like, mystic arts in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, some of their stuff, um, I haven't really dug that deep into it, but... No, but, I mean, even the fact about this is crazy. I don't know. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I know. I feel like I need to ask, um... Miriam about it. Can we please ask <laughs> like, Miriam about it? What do you? What's your thoughts on golems? Just, just <laughs> give real. them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start commenting. On no, for I'm so serious. TikToks. I will. I, li I literally watch her every day. Um, I will, and hopefully, okay. maybe if she answers us, we'll get back to you guys on the answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really am gonna ask her now. <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay. Well, switching gears to something a little bit more creepy for this Halloween season. Ooh, that we okay. have going on over here. 
I kind of thought, at least my thought right now, is to do some really scary, creepy stories for you guys for the month of October. You know, get in the scary mood vibe. So. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not always. No, I know. Like the creepy type of person. So it's like. I'll carry it. Yeah. Mine might be like a little bit. You know, more lighthearted, like good. like this one was, and then you you can get into the scary, so we can do like half and half. Good, good. Except for I was gonna say I might have changed my mind after how scary um this one was. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it really <laughs> okay. scared me, and I we'll get more as to why I'm I was scared at the end. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's just jump right on in. I um have for you today the haunting of the Perrin family, okay. which. It might not sound too familiar to you right now, because if you don't know their names, then, you know, it's just any other haunting it would sound like. But I am positive that you guys have at least heard of this story before, because this story, The Parent Family Haunting, is what the very first Conjuring movie was based on. (gasps) The real story of them. So before we get into the real story, a little bit about the movie, it... I know you haven't seen it, right, Savannah? No. (laughs) Yeah, no, I already knew the answer was no. Um, But, so I know you might not know this, but I feel like if you are in the horror genre like me, you would know. The Conjuring movie kind of changed the way horror movies are today. Um, It was kind of like, it's considered still to this day one of the scariest movies of all time. And it kind of just, I don't know, it just made, it made it. It made a way for movies to be a good movie and also scary, if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, not it's not just like all jump scares and all like gore and stuff. It's like it's actually it has a story and it's based on a true story and it's also scary. You know, all the things. Like, there's actually a plot. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And definitely, it helps that it was based on a true story. So, you know, it kind of changed the way just scary movies have been forever and. I remember going to the movies for the midnight premiere of The Conjuring. I've been obsessed with horror movies since literally I could go. And it was rated R. And me and my best friend Taylor were not 17 at the time. And in North Carolina, you have to be 17 to see an R-rated movie. So we had to drag my dad along (laughs) to go see this movie. Okay, I thought you were going to say you snuck in. (laughs) No, we did do that many times. But, um, no, he was like, I'll go see it too. So... You know, he, if you know my dad, he is pretty tough. He doesn't get scared too easily. Loves to scare people. Doesn't get scared, really. Um, And he pretty much thinks that all horror movies are stupid because they just don't scare him. And if they don't scare you, they kind of are stupid, you know? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I I can see that. Yeah. But, honey, I saw him jump more in that movie than I have ever in my life. Really? (laughs) Yes. And it does. I will say, like, if you watch it now, like in 2023... It is not going to be that scary. <laughs> you have to think, like, this came out in, like, 2012, maybe before 2012. It was a long time ago. And as I said, it's made horror movies what they are today. So, like, at the time, this was really scary. If you watch it now, you're going to be like, Taylor, that's not really that scary. Okay. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But needless to say, it's very scary. But let's move on to the real story behind the movie. So, the parent family is the one who the movie is based on who um eventually gets haunted so they are living in rhode island okay and they claim 
to have been absolutely terrorized by an evil paranormal presence in their house. Okay. So in, so they move to, so, okay, rewind, rewind the parent family, the estate that was haunted, that they lived like the house and the land that they lived on that ended up being the conjuring story is called the Arnold estate. And it's basically this house with like, it sits on a big plot of land and it was originally built in 1693 and that same house still stands today. So, oh, wow. That is, that's really old. Yeah. Like what? Like very, 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 very old. So you already know just like things are going on there regardless, just because of the age. But, you know, it comes with a long history of hauntings and terror and just all the bad things you can imagine. So the Perrin family lived in the house from January of 1971, which is when my mom was born, which is crazy. Um, all the way to 1980. So they lived there for nine years. So okay. keep that in mind. So we're going to take a little step further back than the parents. Um, centuries before the parent family lived there, actually. Um, where the local legend of the town said that there was a woman in the town that lived there. And her name was Bathsheba Sherman. Okay. Now, Bathsheba, Miss Girl, she was rumored to be a witch. Of course she was. And after her death, allegedly, from the town's legends, um, haunts all the generations of families that have lived on the grounds after her. So. Okay. Hmm. That's. Yeah. So yeah. Bathsheba, strange enough, is confirmed to be a real person. Um, oh. Yeah. She was a real woman. She was married to this guy in town named Judson. Back in the 1800s, and the couple had four children, but tragically, due to all the illness and stuff going on at the time, none of her kids survived past the age of seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, so as you can imagine, that was very hard on her, and so that is when the legend of her being a witch kind of started, was after her kids died. I guess, you know, she kind of became a hermit and you know just all the typical signs of like why the town would be like she's a witch that's what was going on mm-hmm. but really she mm-hmm. was just sad you know um and then so after the kids died then the town started spreading these accusations that her infant had died like by her hand like that she had killed her baby um, oh, see, uh, spreading rumors again, just like in my story. Exactly. Like, guys, let's stop spreading rumors. Okay. But this rumor may or may not have had some evidence behind it. I don't oh. want to say evidence because I'm not sure. If, okay. If it like, no, well, I am sure of what happened, but I, it's unknown if it was purposeful accident. Like, we don't know what happened. Okay. But the autopsy of the baby came back with, it was killed by a large sewing needle impaling the child's skull. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe the rumors were true. Right. So it doesn't (sighs) sound good. But I like really, I want to give her like a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Because like, Also, is that just the story that people are saying? I mean, I didn't see the actual autopsy report, you know? Right, right. That's what people are saying. That's what people are saying. So, you know, that's it's up in the air. I don't want to 
drag Bathsheba through the mud if she didn't do that. Because, I mean, she already lost her children. Like, that's enough, you know. But, anyway, the townspeople then came up with this narrative that she was a Satan worshiper who sacrificed her infant as an offering to the devil. Of course, as they do. Um, but, so, as much as I think that this is lore and legend, you know, in the community... She did actually go to court for this, um, the death of her baby, and they found not enough evidence to convict her. So she was clear. Her name was clear and she was not found guilty, but the town alienated her and because everybody believed that she was a Satan worshiper, whether or not she was guilty in the court's mind. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what to think. No, me neither. Because it's also the like, 1800s. So, like, wh- what evidence really can you even have Yeah, to yeah. find anyway? Either way, you know? So, I don't right. know. But they just, like, the townspeople took it and ran. They were like, oh, yeah, evil devil. She loves it all. And I'm like, maybe she did or maybe she was just sad that everybody died. I don't know. I don't know. But the evil spirit that haunts the parent family is assumed to be the ghost of Bathsheba. And at least in some way, shape, or form, I can understand why her spirit would at least be vengeful. And if if she yeah. was a Satan worshiper, then that's even more reason to be evil. <laughs> you know? Either way. Yeah. Either way, I can see her being angry. Whichever way the cookie crumbles. So, moving on from Bathsheba, let's get right on into the Perrin haunting. So, the family moved in and... <sighs> You know, of course, it's a typical situation where it's a really nice house on a pretty big plot of land for pretty cheap. And they're like, that's perfect because we have a big family and they're poor. So they move in. Bad sign. Guys, we say it all the time. If it's cheap, if it seems too good to be true, probably is. Probably <laughs> mm-hmm. is. Probably haunted. Probably is. Yeah. 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 So, if, if you think it's haunted, it probably is. <laughs> right. Like if it's like a big plot of land, big house, like looks beautiful, very cheap. Something's wrong. Probably a ghost. <laughs> in my in my personal and professional opinion, it's yeah. a ghost. Yeah. So, you know, as you can probably guess what I'm going to say, right after they move in, things started happening immediately. You know, it started small. A broom would move from room to room on its own, but they would just blame each other. They'd be like, Mom, you move the broom. They'd uh-huh. be like, no, Dad, you move the broom. And you just forgot. You know, it happens. Maybe you misplaced your broom. Um, I mean, I guess for a few, like one or two times, <laughs> right. maybe they right. did it. But. Right. No, it happened. It happened a lot more than a few times. So after a while, they were like, hmm, that's strange. That's suspicious. But then it escalated to things like unexplainable noises. And this is really weird. Like the unexplainable noises, you know, that's very typical. But this next thing. They would find random small piles of dirt on freshly cleaned floors. Oh, my God. Like, not like a big pile. Just like a little pile of dirt. But it's like Wait. a perfectly, like, small little pile. Wait. But what if it's a golem? <laughs> <laughs> walking walking through the house. Because, you know, they're made of clay. So yeah, it's like dirt. just like leaving some dirt behind it. Dude, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know what I thought you were going to say, but it was not stories, that. Yeah. <laughs> See, our stories always connect in one way or they another. Do. Always. 
But anyway, so the random small piles of dirt or golem, whichever one you really want to believe, um, you know, that was just the beginning. That was the easy stuff. And when that was happening to them, I'm sure that was like, what the heck is this dirt? You know, annoying. Mm -hmm. But then the daughters in the family um, began to become the target of the attacks. So there were five daughters, no sons. And the daughters, it started out with, they would be, um, and they were in, like, a few separate bedrooms, but they each, like, shared rooms, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So none of them were alone. But they would all be, like, woken up, not all at the same time, but, like, one night, one of them, the next night, another one, you know what I'm saying? But all around 5 a.m., most mornings, which is a weird time, because normally we say, like, 3, you know? Yeah, yeah. But nope, this one's 5 a.m. And It would be almost every single morning. It would be something pretty much immediately. Sometimes it was just like the smell of rotting flesh in the room. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Other times they would be like the children, the girls would be physically pulled or messed with while laying in bed. And like they would think they were like, oh, it's your it's my sister. And she's completely asleep in the bed beside you. Oh my gosh. I cannot. Like that would scare me so much. Getting right. pulled awake. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is actually a scene in The Conjuring. That does happen. <gasps> but that is mm-hmm. alleged to happen actually in real life too. That's horrifying. Because in the movie, spoiler alert, because it's literally over 10 years old. When it happens to her the first time, it like grabs her ankle and like pulls her down. And she is like asleep. So she thinks that she's like, she's like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm tripping. You know? Yeah. So she like, crawls back up on her pillow and it does it again and does it way harder oh my god oh so scary god that movie really sticks with you let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) um and then you know if they're not if it's not smelling like rotting flesh or being pulled in the bed is if that's not enough sometimes their beds will be fully levitating off the ground oh my god and like the other sister will see that happening (gasps) oh yeah so the spirits seem to love messing with these young girls. So let's keep that in mind. And let's also keep in mind Bathsheba, who is said to be the spirit haunting this house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Carolyn Perrin is the mother of the family. And she did not believe the girls at first. <laughs> of course. Because when do they ever? Um, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, you girls are just playing pranks around each other. Like, we're in a new house, blah, 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 blah. I mean, honestly, though, like, I almost, like, wouldn't believe them either. Because it's like, you don't want to believe them. No. And it's just I like, mean, yeah. I don't know. No, um, like, hmm. I feel like if, if that was me, if they came and told me, like, once or twice, I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> but if it was, like, every single day, like, this was happening, I'd be like... Like, let me sleep with you and let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, if if it's like a once in a while thing, I don't think I would believe them. But if it's every single day, I'd be like, okay, they're not lying this much. Yeah, I'd either be like, can you guys just, like, stop with this joke? Right. Like, it's not funny. (laughs) And, like, yeah, stay in the... I would stay in the room with them either way, yeah. Just to see what what was happening. Exactly. But, so, okay, so she did believe them, right? But then... (laughs) She did one morning witness it by herself. She saw a bed levitating, allegedly. <gasps> so, oh my God. She was like, okay, let's do some research on this house. Um, and 
I don't really know which way she went about it. I guess she went to like town hall or the library or something. But she found that many children over the years have died near or on the property. All of them in really strange and disturbing circumstances. Um, that does not sound great. No, 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 no. Some of the kids drowned in the creek right behind the house. Others. Oh. This okay. I I should have just put a really big <laughs> trigger warning. I mean, we've already I've already triggered so many people up until this point, but like it only gets worse. So the warning is now. Um. So some of them drowned in the creek behind the house. Others were found hanged in the attic of the house, and at <gasps> least one of them was brutally, brutally murdered. I'm not going to get into the specifics on that one, but it was, like, really bad. Yeah. Um, So, at that point, Carolyn was like, okay, so all these kids are, like, being brutally killed one way or another, or died one way or another, and my girls are kind of being attacked, so, you know, she's worried. (sighs) Big worried. Um, But Carolyn also mentions that, like, she does think that Bathsheba, because she also found the research of Bathsheba and who she was, too. And while she thinks that Bathsheba is the most evil spirit in the house, like, tormenting them, she also believes that there are other ghosts in the house other than her. Um, okay. It's busy in there. Um, there was a ghost of a little boy named Oliver. And the daughters, like the girls, they were actually friends with him which I think is really cute, okay? They would all see Oliver, the ghost, sometimes, walking around, peering behind the hallway, but he was never mean. He was just a little scared little boy, just like them, the girls. So they were friends, which is very creepy, but also very cute. Yeah, that is, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I like that story. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually, when they eventually moved out of the house, they begged Oliver to come with them. But oh, he said that he was trapped there and he had to stay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So apparently, and this is so sad, like, the girls, like, mourned him, like, after that. Like, that's what Carolyn said. Like, they were extremely upset that, like, he was gone to them because they were not going back to the house. So, you know, that's, you know, at least Oliver was there. And yeah. some people also do say that during some of, like, the really scary stuff happening, they think that Oliver might have been trying to protect them. Oh. Like, I mean, he was a little boy, so, like, he couldn't really do that much. But, like, ugh, Oliver, stop. That's so sweet. But another ghost in the house, allegedly, is that of Miss Arnold. Now, if you remember from the beginning of the story, the estate, the property that they're on, is the Arnold estate. So, it was who the house was originally created by and owned by. Miss Arnold, right. Miss okay. and Mister, but okay. specifically Miss Arnold apparently haunts the house, and some people even speculate that the evil spirit in the house is actually not Bathsheba and it's actually Miss Arnold, and that people think that it's Bathsheba uh-huh. because of her reputation in town, but that Miss Arnold might have had like a little darker history that was like more hidden. So okay, honestly, like I haven't even heard anything about Miss Arnold yet, and I already believe that. Well, because, actually, like, there's nothing else on Miss Arnold, but oh, I okay. also kind of believe that. It's because I'm just like I feel like I want to protect Bathsheba because I'm like everyone's just like giving her a bad reputation because like people thought that she did something that maybe she didn't even do. I know, and then like you also have to think like I'm not 
defending Bathsheba if she did stab her baby in the eye with a sewing needle. But I'm just saying, at that point in her life, she had lost all three of her other kids and just had a baby. And they did not believe in, um, what's it called? After you have a baby, the depression. (laughs) What is it called? Oh, um. You know what I'm talking about. Postpartum? Postpartum depression. Like, what if she had postpartum and, like, actually couldn't control herself and did that, like, on accident? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that. Like, like that happens I, today. Yes. I know I people know that it, that it, has happened to today in 2023. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, like, even if she did do that, she might have not willingly done that. So, yeah, I do kind of want to protect Bathsheba, you know? Like, we don't know. And we know how the townspeople are by just blaming somebody to be a witch and then it's over. Exactly, exactly. So, you know. And, but also, like, I guess I don't really want to throw the... Miss Arnold. Yeah, I don't want to throw Miss Arnold under the bus right away because it's like, I don't really know anything about her. Yeah, no, me neither. But But also... I don't know. There is, I mean, somebody's haunting this place. Right, it's somebody. (laughs) It's got to be her, right? (laughs) You know, it's, it's got to be one of the two. But let me tell you, the Conjuring universe... It's Bathsheba, who is the evil one. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> who Who's really to say? Anyways. Once it was very obvious and clear to Carolyn after she did her um, research that whatever was happening in this house, it was very dangerous for the girls to be there. And she did not want anything to happen to her daughters, obviously. So, the parents... Oh, also, before... Let me... Let me rewind this a little bit if you're wondering where the dad in this story is i don't even know if i wrote his name down he was never there because he basically carolyn was a stay-at-home mom and so he worked all the time and he was like a traveler for work so he was just traveling all the time and he really didn't believe anything that the girls were saying because he never really witnessed it until like the end which we'll get to okay okay but, so, yeah, that's where he is, in case you're curious. Busy working while demons are just terrorizing his family at home. <laughs> right. Low-key. But, um, so, once it was clear, it's dangerous. They enlist the help of Ed and Lorraine Warren, the famous paranormal investigators, of course. Um, and so, one of the daughters, one of the parent daughters, Andrea, has actually came out and talked about what she experienced in the house since then. Like, in her adult life today. So, the interview that came out with Andrea about, like, what all went on in the house with her her experience, it was, like, two hours long. So, we're not going to go over all that today, you know? (laughs) Just the important parts, because we'd be here Yeah, maybe we can, um, can we, like, link it or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be below. Yeah, it'll be below in the show notes. Um, but when... She was asked about the seance. So basically when the Warrens came over to their house, they performed a seance on the house to see like, you know, who was here with us. And that's how they determined whatever it's Bathsheba. Allegedly. We are debatable on if the Warrens are real or not. You know, we've said this before. We'll say it a thousand times. Um, so when she was asked about the seance that was performed in the house, she said that she was absolutely... 100% certain that she was going to watch her mother die that night. Um, so that's creepy. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> um, that's pretty creepy. That's pretty bad, yeah. She said the Warrens were attempting to talk to the spirits and when just, like, asking them basic questions. And all of a sudden, 
Her mom's body rolled into a ball and she was screaming at the top of her lungs to the point where like she just looked like she was in pain, like that she wanted to stop but couldn't stop screaming. Oh, no, no. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Then she starts talking in a different language and like writhing around on the floor for like five to ten minutes. Oh my god. See, why do they always do that? I don't know. It's just awful. I just feel like it's because it's like stuck in a body and it mm-hmm. wants to get out you know ew ew i don't even like thinking about it it's creepy um so yeah and andrea does also come out and say like as scary as that does sound it was nowhere near as wild and crazy as the movie portrays it because as you can imagine <laughs> the movie part of that yeah it's yeah, they're they're gonna make it more crazy it, it's absolutely wild but Andrea, she was like, it's it's extremely, like, the most traumatic thing we've ever had to go through as a family still to this day. So, to get her to stop from, like, writhing around on the floor, screaming, all this stuff, they had to strap her to a chair. And they do indeed do that to a movie, in the movie. And then it started levitating. Because, I guess, because her body couldn't move, the demon or whatever was like, fine, her and the chair is going to move. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hate that. So they're just watching this chair levitate in front of them. And all of a sudden, it was yeeted, absolutely thrown across the room. Oh, my God. Yeeted across the room. Absolute yeet. (laughs) Like the biggest yeet. And I'm not laughing. I mean, I am. But just because it's it's like insane to think about. But Uh, yes, like (laughs) like what? She was thrown across the room in a levitating chair. And then she hit the wall. And when she hit the wall, it knocked her unconscious. Oh, my God. No. Obviously. Like, it's a brick wall. Um, And they did also have a priest there watching this happen. And he allegedly just stood in the corner, white as a ghost, scared for his life. Did nothing to help whatsoever. Oh, no. See, like, he's supposed to be the professional in this situation. He's (laughs) just sitting there. He's like, "Mm, you know what? I didn't learn this in, in school. This one wasn't in the book. (laughs) right right what he was thinking yeah so after that night um you know allegedly the warrens claimed that they were able to get this demon Bathsheba out of Carolyn permanently through an exorcist I mean an exorcism um yeah so moving on to the into the future they the family did actually end up staying in the house for two more years after this crazy night that went down okay and obviously they were asked why (laughs) because literally why would you do that right like you just said that their whole family was like this is a traumatic experience and then Uh they're like we're just gonna stay here like they don't feel safe is the demon gone i mean i don't know you know, I don't know. Or like, even if it wasn't a demon, like, what if it was her mom and having a mental illness or something or something, you know, like something scary happening. But the family said it's because that they were really, really struggling financially and they literally did not have a choice. And Andrea mentions um, in the interview, she's like, you know, in the movie, once the demons cast out, you know, they have a happy ending, they move and that's just not really how real life works they the parents did not have money i mean carolyn was a stay-at-home mom they had five children 
And yeah. they obviously did not want to stay there, but they had no choice. Um, so, you know, they just kind of got through it. And she did say that things did actually continue to happen after the Warren seance. Um, but she never went into detail on what happened or like if it was bad, the same, better after the Warrens, like no information. She was just like more happened mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. that. But the immediate second that they got enough money to move, they did. And the second that they moved out of the house, things seemed to stop. So I would say it's the house and the land that's haunted and not actually the parent family. So that's at least good for them. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were able to like move along with their lives, at least from that. And, you know, some people tried to say that like they were just doing that to be famous. And I'm like, people always say this, but they're not famous and they're not rich because of this. Like, yeah, I'm sure they got a little bit of money from the Conjuring movie, but I mean, we've seen the checks from the writers strike and stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I get to an extent, like, people saying, oh, like, they just want to be famous, like, they're lying about it. But, like, you're right, because, like, they're not even that famous. Like, I didn't even really know their names. Exactly. Nobody knows their names. They, they're, It's known as, like, the Conjuring House, the Conjuring Story. It's not, like, who, the people are like, who are the parents? That's why right, I wanted exactly. to name it. Exactly. The Haunting of the Parent Family, so they get some recognition. <laughs> like, just, they went through this for seemingly nothing. Other than to just be traumatized. Anyways, um, people who lived in the house both before and after the Perrin family have also experienced weird things in the house. Um, But apparently, at least not that anybody has ever admitted, none of them was to the extreme of the Perrin family haunting. But um, people did say that things would absolutely move around the house with nobody touching them. Things would fly across the room. But nothing really more than that. But that kind of makes me think that maybe after they saw, like, what, like, how the town, like, kind of painted the parent family as, like, crazy and liars, maybe they just didn't want to say what was happening to them, you know? Yeah. Because the track record of that house, people does not, they do not live there very long. Not before, not after the parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. yeah, right. Because, like, if you have this whole story and everything, like, nobody's going to want to exactly like live there. No, so yeah, just pass it off as oh, they were just faking it the whole time, exactly. Like, oh, they're just lying. Like, hmm, I don't know about that. So, moving forward even more to 2019, the Conjuring House, aka the Arnold estate, was sold to Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. For less than $440,000, which is crazy because it's on a lot of land. And, like, that's not really that much mm-hmm, for a lot mm-hmm. of land and a big, big, huge house and stuff. Yeah. So the couple, they fixed up the home just a little bit, you know, fixed. They kept, they wanted to preserve the location as, like, this haunted location. And they wanted to open it up to paranormal investigators or anybody else really, like, brave enough to visit. But unfortunately, due to COVID, they couldn't afford that project anymore because they started in, like, late 2019. So that's just unfortunate. Yeah, (laughs) that really sucks. I thought you were going to say that it was open and we should go. Well, 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 well. So um, (gasps) they, although it sucks that they couldn't do it themselves. So I did say they bought it for $440,000. They sold it 
for 1.5 milli to a woman. <gasps> what? Yeah. Mm. Honey, they over, they doubled it plus some. Yeah. To a, a woman named Jacqueline Nunez. And Miss Jacqueline vowed to the Heinzen couple. She was like, I promise I will keep it open for paranormal investigators just as y'all want. Okay. Because she herself has had experiences in this house. Because I think she lived there when she was little. And so she believed in the ghost in the house. So she has it currently open to go if we want to go. And we could stay the night there even. And I watched so many YouTube videos of all these famous YouTubers going and investigating. And guys, (laughs) these videos, like, we're really unserious. And this would be very serious and very scary. Yeah. No, that's so true. Um. But I do kind of want to go. I'm going to send you a YouTube video to watch and I'll link it below. Or you could just YouTube search Sam and Colby, The Conjuring House. Y'all, those videos are so scary of what they catch and stuff. Like, ooh, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is indeed the end of the Perrin family haunting. But the story in and of itself is just not quite over yet got a little bit more for you so as you obviously know that was the story of the actual haunted house that the conjuring was based on right 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 okay so aside from the haunting from the house allegedly the movie itself and the whole story is cursed okay yeah so if you have not seen the movie the movie itself is not even based on the parent family. It follows Ed and Lorraine Warren as they, like, go help. So, like, Ed and Lorraine are the main characters instead of the okay. parent family. Okay. And so the actress that plays Lorraine, um, her name is Vera Firminga. Very famous. I'm sure you would know her if you saw her. Um, she claims that during the entire filming of the movie, every single night of filming, that she would be, like, sleeping and that she was working on the movie, she would be repeatedly awakened between 3 and 4 a.m. every single night. <gasps> with oh no explanation. Hate that. But I'm like, mm, maybe that could be a coincidence, you know? I don't know. That's Okay, so that's the hour of 3 a.m., though. So that's mm-hmm. the witching hour. It sure is. It really is. And that's really creepy. And then you also have to think, like, that's kind of what was happening to the girls, even though it was happening at 5 a.m. in IRL. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so she said on multiple occasions when she was awakened in between those times, she would have claw marks on her legs. <gasps> Not claw marks. Oh yeah, and like unexplainable. Like, yeah, maybe she had long toenails and like cut herself, but she was like, I don't think so. But, yeah, so there's that. Then, one evening early into the filming process of the movie, Vera said that she was doing some research on her laptop just about, just like, just like me sitting over here on my laptop doing some research um about the real parent family and like everything like how the warrens were associated you know just trying to really get into the method of her acting you know and so she left to go shoot for the day go film the movie and when she got back home her computer had scratch marks all over it oh no like literally with the pages pulled up of the research of that oh my gosh so I'm like, mm, hate that, hate that. And then Joey King, the famous queen, she is also another actress in the movie. 
and she was really young at the time. I should have looked up how old she was in the movie, but she was a really, a baby. Um, she plays one of the youngest daughters in the movie and she claims, so because she was so young while filming the movie, she, none of the children actors were allowed to do any of their stunts, any of their stunts in the movie. Right, right. So that's important to know because every single day that she would leave filming, she would go home with bruises and cuts all over her body. Oh my God. With that's no explanation. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's even went on like interviews recently and just talking about how much filming that movie like messed her up and just like mentally. Cause she was like, I know that there was nothing going on. Like it wasn't me. I wasn't falling or hitting myself or doing anything like, yeah, she was like, it was dark. It was dark. And for her to be so young, I'm like, Oh, that's just a big, big yikes on that one. Yeah, but yeah, it's so really scary. yeah, for real. And there were a bunch of other really random injuries on set as well that happened to like other set crew members and cast members and stuff. But yeah, this is where the film gets its reputation for being cursed because apparently, when you're researching this stuff, bad things can happen. So pretty much either way you look at it, whether you're talking about the real story or even the the movie, the film. Some weird, creepy stuff is going on. Thus brings me to how I already wrote this podcast story about a week ago, okay? Mm -hmm. And I had just only written about the parent family haunting. And something you said the other day, like, reminded me. I was like, oh, I have to talk about how the movie is cursed, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. But then I got busy, and I was just starting to do the research on the curse, Right as every single bad thing that happened to us today started happening. Oh, my God. See, that's just like... And, like, yes, it could be a coincidence, but that's really bad timing. Right. Like, I don't, like, usually... I don't usually believe in curses, I don't think. But then this, like, I... I don't don't know. know. It's weird timing. And so then, I know that's a coincidence. I know it could be explained. But then this is even weirder. I... Literally, as I'm starting to tell you guys the story, live podcast, like literally at like five minutes ago, before I told you about the curse, I'm fine. I have not been sick in weeks. All of a sudden, I'm having a cough attack. It feels like my throat is closing. Yeah, that's really scary. We had to stop. (laughs) We had to stop recording. I had to take a minute, get a cough drop, get some water. I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to finish. And I, like, of course, that too could be a coincidence, but I'm like, that... I don't like that energy. So I just want to say right now, I'm cleansing the energy, the vibes of whatever is going on. I know we need, we need something to cleanse it because it's just like that. I don't want to leave it like that. Like, Ooh, like that is all that I have for you. But like, I feel, feel a little icky on the inside right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, maybe now that you're done, like it'll, it'll just be over. Like we're just gonna, I'm done. And you met like, even though, (laughs) I mean, we are going to put this story out into the world. So there's Mm -hmm. that, but yeah, hoping, but like, since I was doing the research, maybe you guys won't be affected by it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Hopefully. (laughs) I don't know. If it's not, sorry. You right. I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, I said I wanted to kick off this October with a bang, and I think I did that. So, you know, that's all we can ask for. I'll put I'll put beware in the description. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Good PSA out there. 
Yeah. But anyways, go check out our Instagram. We'll post pics, obviously. You want to see. Yes. And then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as per usual. Yes, please. But I need to go to bed and try to not be scared from this story. So I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I mean, just Ooh, be thinking about something. Now I'm scared. Someone's going to grab my foot when I'm sleeping. I know. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. I'm going to watch something funny before I go to sleep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, off to watch something funny, I guess. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Cue the music. <laughs>